0: A new word for us today as we look at the words that define our salvation, a word that we find in Matthew chapter 19, verse 28, and also in Titus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. In Matthew 19, 28, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, that's our word today, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel." And then in Titus chapter three, verses five and six, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now, election is the beginning of our salvation. Predestination is the completion of our salvation. Now there are some, some words that take place in between the two, and today we're going to take a look at that word regeneration, which simply means to be born again. It only appears twice in the New Testament. I just read you both occurrences. And it simply means a new beginning or to start again. Now, what did Jesus mean when, when he said what he did to the disciples in Matthew 19, verse 28? What did, what did he mean by that? Some have said that it speaks of the millennium. Uh, but I believe that the answer, I, I don't believe that that's so, but I believe that it, it the answer is found in the, in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse number 1, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. This is the new beginning that we watch, that we hope for. The second time we find the word regeneration, again, in the book of Titus, it speaks of a spiritual regeneration. Now, let's take a moment, look back to Genesis chapter 1. The word Genesis means beginning. It contains all the great beginnings of the Bible, the the beginning of creation, uh, of marriage, uh, of sin, uh, of human government, of a first nation, of a first city. All the great firsts are found in the book of beginnings. The word create is found Three times in chapter one of Genesis chapter one. In verse number one, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Notice that is heaven singular and earth singular. And that is the physical universe, our world. In, in, in verse uh, 21, it says that God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Uh, so there, the animals were, were created. And then in verse 27, we find that God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Okay? So, uh we, we have uh, mankind created. Animals do not come from plant life. They were created uh, at a, before, before animals. Plants do not have breath and blood, which signifies life. Neither does man come from an animal. There is a distinction. There are three separate parts of creation. The use of the word create denotes a distinct or a new or a separate part of creation. So you have the physical universe and the earth and the heavens and the, 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 uh, the, the plant life. And then you have the animal kingdom and the fish and the fowl. Uh, okay. And then you have mankind. And verse 27 is not an evolution from verse 21. You can't make a monkey out of me, all right? Uh, as somebody once said, your ancestors may have swum by their necks, but they never hung by the tail. So there, there's no missing link. Some people got a loose screw, but there's no missing link. Three distinct parts of creation. The natural world, the earth, the heavens, the sun, the moon, the stars, the uh, all the plant life, all the trees, all the grains of the field. Then there is the creation of animals, and uh, the fish and the fowl, and, and the, the mammals, and the great whales, and, and again, the beasts of the earth. And then there is a distinction uh, beginning for mankind. Now, this is the book of generations. That's what Genesis chapter 5, verse 1 uh, says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God, made he him. There it is affirmed again. Generation gives life. Your car, I'm not a mechanic, but I know this, your car can't run without a generator. It gives a start. It gives life. It it gives the power to the battery. It's what keeps the battery running. When the storm takes out your power, you hook up your generator, if you have one, to give those things a new start. now, Now get this. In Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, you have generation. But in Genesis chapter 3, you have degeneration with the fall of man. Adam and Eve, they sinned. Man died spiritually the moment he disobeyed God, and he began to die physically through a long and a slow process. It's not that long now, but uh, but in Adam's day, it was a long, slow process. He lived over 900 years. Now, we have inherited what Adam gave us, Romans chapter five, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. Now that we have degenerated, we need a new life. We need a new start. We need spiritual life. We are alienated from God. We are cut off from the life of God. We are cut off from our relationship with God. So now, let me give you the word that Jesus used in Matthew 19. It's the same word that Paul used when writing to Titus. It's a compound Greek word, palen, which means, again, genesee. Obviously, what the word genesis came from, the Greek word for new or birth or beginning. Let me give you a verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What a wonderful world. You know, Dr. John Rice used to say, when the devil reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. And look, no matter what a man's past is, his future is bright and perfect and flawless. The future is. Because we're new creatures in Christ when you're saved. Tomorrow we're going to return to this this word, this subject of regeneration. We're going to look at it from back in the Gospel of John, in John chapter 2 and 3 and 4, and see uh, some wonderful truths that will help us further understand and further explain to you this wonderful word that defines our salvation, the word of regeneration. You've been enjoying the program From the Poor House to the Palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at WYTJRadio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are, or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcast. Just search from the poorhouse to the palace.